The views expressed on this podcast do not It's time to engage in the airstrike. The Teresa Kanzi airstrike. Listening to the Teresa Kanzi Airstrike. Welcome to the Teresa Kanzi Airstrike podcasting from heaven, the most beautiful place in your mind. Now, why the hell am I podcasting from heaven? Well, it's because the people there on Twitter think that my life is over without Twitter. Yes, it's the second week of me being blocked on Twitter. Why did I get blocked on Twitter? It's because I tweeted about Donald Trump. Therefore, Twitter think that my account is a flipping bot, right? And of course, my life is over right now. I have died and I am podcasting from heaven. Anyway... Welcome to episode 22 of the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike. Thank you very much for tuning in. Remember, here's a reminder. The Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike is now available on Amazon Music. And it has been available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. So okay, please subscribe if you haven't already. Right. So here's what's coming your way. I'll tell you what I'm pito moaning about. You know, every week I've got something to bitch and moan about. So I'll tell you that later. And I'll also give you my 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After Season 6 review. Right now, the show is on The Couples Tell All. And I'll also touch on a sex predator. But first things first, as usual, I get into your elders were dirty. And the purpose of this is to show you that the music you are currently listening to is as dirty as the music your elders used to listen to. Zonke each narration's ziafana. Alright? Today, we are checking out this song. I ain't got no motherfucker. So I fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Yo! Westside, bad boy killers. You know who the realest is, niggas. We bring it to you. First off, fuck your bitch in the click you claim. Westside, when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. We bust on bad boys, niggas fuck for life. Plus, Puffy trying to see me weak. Hearts I rip. Biggie Smalls and Junior Mafia, some mark ass bitches. We keep on coming while we running for your juice. Steady gunna keep on busting at the boots. You know the rules. Little Caesar, go ask your homie how I leave you. Cut your young ass up. Yo, get out the way, yo, get out the way, yo Biggie 
Nah, nigga, you just got dropped. <laughs> I just dropped you right now. Sis, 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 sis. My gosh. Oh, fuck. What a dirty song, man. Tupac, hit him up. Released in June 1996. Ha, sis, poo. This is the song your elder used to listen to. And yes, Don, if you grew up watching your father rap along to the song, then utatawako zaeli niga. Same applies if you grew up watching your mother sing along to the song, then umama wako zaeli bad bitch. Therefore, therefore, wena uyi bad bitch nigga. Because I need to uyi product ye nigga kunyene bad bitch. So, yeah. Okay, I'm joking. I'm joking. I am joking. I take all that back. Diazala, please. Diazala, diazala. Hey, Yazdon, not only were these songs dirty, but they were a reflection of our parents' lives when they were in their 20s and 30s. Anyway, let me look at the lyrical content of the song. First off, fuck your bitch and the click you claim. The first few words, we foot. This is very misogynist because Tupac is calling another man's woman a bitch. Hi. He continues and says, West side, when we ride, we come equipped with game. Now, it talks about many things. Abesiti, West side, when we ride, we come equipped with game. Game means when they arrive, they are wearing the latest fashionable clothing items. They've got expensive jewelry they've got the hottest sneakers in town got them jordans and also because of that they have money drugs and they will take your girl this is stupid behavior it's stupid behavior it's stupid behavior that your elders used to get up to when they were in their 20s and 30s especially Going back to Tupac, Uti, you claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. Teza wam. Oh, ngwele ngwele, teko se mazulwin. Uya wafa la manyala atetwa ngu Tupac. This was a reflection of what our elders used to get up to during their youth. Zabechela na fondin. Jani, uchele indota kumfazwa yo fondin. Ayezi walondo. This is high level disrespect. Iweske ngoku, he put it on blast. And he told the whole world 
ukba yena uche umfazikas ban ban. And Kayazdon, promiscuity back in those days when our elders were young, very, very young, promiscuity was very high. Sabe smashana left, right, and center, being an actor, being a katal. I'm not making this up. It's documented by Utupak. Let me go back to the lyrics. Atike Ngoku, grab your glocks when you see Tupac. Call the cops when you see Tupac. Who grab your glocks ke is not the latest smartphone. Uh-uh. I glock he can. Uyabona ukba. Apa. Kuyachelwana. Kuyatukwana. Goku kukone violence fundin. I violence yonkele. Grab your clocks when you see Tupac. Call the cops when you see Tupac. I violence yonkele. These people used to shoot at each other. And here's a side note. Yabo. In Guguletu. Hey, hey, hey. Gangsterism during that time was very, very high. They used to have a, 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 a gang called Ama Dog Pound. Kunye ne West Side. Yo, there at NY79, NY50, hey, 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 NY60. Hey, it was a mess. It was a mess. Sabes, Bizo West Side, Kulamakala. And they used to drive these old SVR6s. Neza BMW. 325i yayaz man lawo lanto yamakhinsa ya babaselwa ngu Tupac ose Amelika one bodyguards bona banazo ne bodyguards a lot of lives were lost it was bad and these guys had groupies you see the amakhinsas of today they have groupies same as the amakhinsa during our elders era they too had groupies. So maybe your, your aunt or your mother at some point was a groupie of Amakinsa back in 1996. Asazi, it's possible. You need to do your own research. Okay? You, you, you need to do that. Aike Tupac continues and he says, Who shot me? But your punks didn't finish. Now you're about to feel the wrath. Of a manis nigger, we hit him up. violence. It was violence, Fundin. These people were shooting at each other. At least when in your generation there hasn't been like much violence like there was back then when your, your elders were at your age. There isn't much violence right now. It's it's all just Twitter thumbs. That's it. Pelele Apo. It doesn't Move on to reality. Pelele Pagu virtual world. Back to Tupac. Itike ugly out. Biggie, remember when I used to let you sleep on the couch and beg a bitch to let you sleep in the house? Now it's all about Versace. You copied my style. Hell! Our elders used to even betray each other back in their youth. Like, how could you betray each other like that? You first fuck each other's spouses. And at some point when you were helping your friend out. And then later on, you guys had a disagreement. 
Now you are exposing your friend. You're letting the whole world know at some point your friend was hikakayomtu. You used to beg bitches to let you sleep in the house. This is betrayal. You don't do that to your friend. Even if at some point you guys are no longer friends. But I mean come on. Why was the exposer out yako or ifoma out yako like that? Sis, they had absolutely no principles. And then they expect you to be principled. And what kind of men are bothered by another man copying their style? And in the South African context, they couldn't say it was all about Versace, you copied my style. No, no, Otatabetu could not afford Versace back then. So it was all about Itikis, ne, all star. And yeah, that, that, that's it. That's it, really. That really is it. Lastly, from Tupac, he says, Five shots couldn't drop me. I took it and smiled. With my AK, I'm still the thug that you love and hate. Motherfucker, I hit him up. This is the violence your elders used to listen to when they were in their 20s and 30s. Whoever. So, okay, carry on listening to your trap, your hip hop that talks about loading up the Drake because we want to have it our way. Listen to those songs because the music you are listening to is as dirty as the songs your elders used to listen to when they were at your age. All these girls are rare deal He took them all away from loving homes Locked them up in rooms and left alone He kept them captive with no food to eat he sexually abused them Gave them disease His fan base can't believe it They want him released But Robert Kelly a pedophile Robert Kelly is a pedophile Molesting girls every night and day for many years and evading jail Robert Kelly a pedophile Robert Kelly is a pedophile Molesting girls every night and day For many years and evading jail Robert Kelly a pedophile Robert Kelly is a pedophile He's a pedophile. 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 He's a pedophile. Hey. Pedophile. P. 
pedophile. Pedophile. Yes, indeed, Robert Kelly is a pedophile. That song speaks volumes, bruh. It's the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike. The song is from an artist called AUD-2019-0711. W-A-000. Robert Kelly is a pedophile. Allow me to talk about Robert Sylvester Kelly, a.k.a. Mr. Child Pornography, Mr. Sex with Underage Girls, Mr. Interstate Sex Trafficker, Mr. Sex Predator. You know what? Thanks to the hashtag MeToo movement, and the Surviving R. Kelly documentary. The Predator was officially charged again in 2019. In case you did not know, he is currently on trial in New York City. And his trial right now is in its third week. Here's what he is charged with. It's sex trafficking, racketeering, and violating the Man Act. And that is a law that makes it illegal to transport any woman or girl for any immoral purpose. Now, his trial involves six women and girls. The crimes also include alleged sex crimes against two underage boys. Freaking monster, freaking sex predator, U.R. Kelly. His trial is expected to take a month, so there's like one more week to go, and then hopefully after that, the verdict will be laid, and then Lekaka will rot in jail. But it does not end there, because after his New York trial, he'll face similar charges in Illinois, Minnesota, and Chicago. So three more states to go, bruh. Because why? Lomtu was committing crimes in different states pa in America. I've been following this trial Yaka R. Kelly there in New York City and is that the wheels of justice move at a very slow pace. Very, very slow, bruh. It's very, very slow. Like these things take time. Like umdu kawiyaz umdu fanajeo arkeluba ui predator and there's lots of evidence against him. Itraliake shouldn't even take more than two weeks, in my opinion. Honestly speaking. So, in his trial so far, is that even his own personal physician also testified and said he treated R. Kelly for herpes for many years. So, the things that were on that song Le'iti, Robert Kelly is a pedophile. They're actually true. I, I know I make parody songs, but in this particular case, that parody song was calling out a predator and a sex criminal. Other things that were mentioned was that he dominated and controlled his victims physically, sexually, and emotionally. And of course, he recorded himself having sex with minors. It's not like we don't know these things. For me personally, before the Me Too and Surviving R. Kelly documentary, 
I really did not pay much attention to these allegations against R. Kelly. I really didn't. Because these stories were really, really not brought to light. They really weren't. And I understand why. It's because the inner circle Yaka R. Kelly worked very hard to silence his victims. And when R. Kelly gets convicted, he must not go down alone. He must go down with his inner circle. Because his inner circle protected him for a very, very long time. And can see the inner circle, I'm talking about his lawyers and the record label, who still made money from his brand. And Gokundia's Buza Ogba, why is it that there is a lot of intensity in exposing R. Kelly's sex crimes? Why is he no longer protected by his inner circle? And to be honest, I think the reason is because the music business has changed. That's the major factor. Majority of his fan base who bought physical copies of his music is departing this earth one by one. And most of them are like no longer around. It's now young people who are consuming music. And you know, you and I no longer have physical copies of our favorite artist's music. We no longer do. We stream their music and we buy their music online. That's the music business right now. Therefore, the R. Kelly brand no longer brings in money. So that's why, in my opinion, he is finally facing the law. That's why he is no longer protected. Even with his music royalties, they no longer bring in a lot of money because a lot of radio stations. And music TV stations no longer playlist R. Kelly's music. That's why Ngoku is a protector. It's over for him. So Ngoku, the full might of the law must go after those who protected R. Kelly. Those individuals in his record label and those individuals who legally represented him throughout those years where victims came out and they were silenced by his lawyers and they were paid out, they too must go down with R. Kelly. If they don't go down with R. Kelly, they will move on to the next music icon or celebrity and they will commit the same crimes that they committed while protecting R. Kelly at his prime. Are you about to host a party at a club, chisanyama, or restaurant, and you want to DJ with mad skills? Well, book Tulisa Kanzi for a lit DJ performance and hear something like this. Tulisa.kanzi at gmail.com and let's get the party started. Dun, dun, dun. I'm moving in with my boyfriend, his ex-wife and kids. Well, Sissy, let me just tell you one thing. You need to sleep with one eye open because those two Maya Hevana till this day. Uzo 
Right, it's the 90-day Happily Ever After Season 6 review and we are checking out Episode 16, The Couples Tell All, Part 1. And the spotlight was mostly on Mike and Natalie. Did you notice that they, well, first of all, they both arrived separately? Okay, everyone noticed that. But did you notice that both of them did not wear their wedding rings. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, their body language was just very distant. Yeah, no, it's, 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 mm, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over between the two. It really is. Now, it was revealed that Natalie no longer lives in Washington and she now stays in Florida. Hey, <laughs> hey, And this she told Mike at the tell-all. So Mike Jengati knew about it the first time at the tell-all. Yeah, bruh. Yo, kubi, kubi. And it was also revealed that Natalie uses Mike's bank card to sustain herself in Florida. And then Kengoku, Jovi chimed in and said that he saw Natalie with a man in New Orleans after she was asked by the host if she was seeing someone. Now, let me tell you something. Jovi is the last person, the very, very last person that should know what they shouldn't know about you. He's the last person because he's not going to keep it to himself. Jovi is childish. Jovi cannot think properly. Trust me, we've seen how Jovi behaves and thinks. He is the last person you would want him to know the last private thing about you. Because I know Natalie and she was with a guy. And when we asked Natalie, we're like, what's going on here? Kangatikrine answer is solid. Jovi is not that type. Jovi must not know certain things about you because he is childish and so anyway, the spotlight was on Mike and Natalie to a point whereby after these relevations, Mike was like, you know what? He's actually filing for divorce. And of course, Trish, Mike's mother, got introduced and she was very happy to know that Mike will file for divorce. And then after that, most of the cast members, most of the couples think that Natalie used Mike to get a green card. Like they just went at her, especially the foreign nationals. They were like, you're making us look bad. We are here because of love. And when it seems like you are here because you wanted the green card. And Geshem, they, they went for her. They went for her, bro. They went for her. And you know how Natalie is? She's very quick with the tears. They started falling. You know how she is. They started falling. One thing about Natalie is that she can cry. She can cry that one. But as I have said last week, that out of all the couples, Mike and Natalie are the one who should really, really get a divorce. They are just not made for each other. And on the contrary to what the other couples said about Natalie, 
I do not honestly believe that Natalie was all along after the green card. I really do not think so. I I I honestly feel that she was really really in love with Mike, but they were just a mismatch. Okay, now let's move on to Brandon and Julia. And at the tell all, the couple said that their sex life has been great ever since they live in their own apartment. Yes, don't I I I I I know how they feel. I really do know how they feel. And Julia even said that they even have sex in the kitchen. Yeah, Joe Mamela, I know those things. I, I really know those things. Because you can't have proper sex when you are still living under your parents' roof. You can't. And my name just booze like, well, like, how does Brandon and Julia do it? How is their sex life? Metala, Kwapeti, and Ron. It could never be great. Because honestly, Isaac Seabo was probably very quiet. Like, very, very quiet. I'm sure Brandon was like, at times, don't make noise, don't make noise. Come on, Julia, don't make noise. Kubati deep strokes. Julia Funukal. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, 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 no. Brandon does not strike me as the kind of dude who is capable of doing deep strokes. <laughs> no ways, bro. Not Brandon. <laughs> no ways. No ways. Let me erase that. <laughs> right. Okay, so another thing that was brought up by the host was Julia's jealousy. And it was brought to the spotlight. And she explained herself and she said the reason she gets extremely jealous is because she got cheated on in her past relationships. Like all her past relationships, she got cheated on. Hey, where to Julia? Kuten uyabanda? Kuten uzo chitelwa? relationships no 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 I do not condone cheating but relationships wrong no ways bro no 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 no, no, Julia. Ah, 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 ah. You need to check your stove. Something is going on there. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let me stop being dumb. So, after a while, Betty and Ron were brought into the picture. And they said something that did not surprise me. And I'm sure it did not surprise you too. Because they said they are willing to pay the couple's down payment for a home purchase closer to the farm. Brandon even knew the house they're talking about. And Julia was like, hell no. And then the other couples chimed in, especially the couples who have got kids. They were like, actually, that's not a bad idea because if Brandon's parents are like six minutes away or two minutes away, you can actually send your kids to them to look after them and so on and so on. But Julia was like, no, no, it's not happening. She can't do that. They need to have their own place away from Brandon's parents. And then go, go, things took a different turn, a more somber turn when Brandon got upset 
after Ron's health issue was brought up. He got really upset. Apparently, Utatawake has been going through some health issues. And I think it was mentioned that he has cancer, ne? Was it cancer? Or, or I missed that part. Some kind of disease or sickness. I think it was mentioned. Why do, why do I think it was cancer? But anyway, Brandon was very upset. I think it's one of the reasons why he's contemplating getting a place that is very, very close to his parents. And you would have expected Julia to change her mind after knowing or hearing about Ron's health issue. She was still assertive on the fact that she does not want to live near his parents. And I was like, you know what? I expected that from a Russian woman. <laughs> so, yeah, no. She was cold, eh? She was very cold, Julia. Now, let me move away from Brandon and Julia and go to Angela and Michael. Hey! The good thing at the beginning was that the couples were very happy to see Angela's transformation. They were glad. They were elated. Now, after that, the show didn't even start. And already Angela was running her mouth about Michael. Not supporting her during the whole surgery thing. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, there she goes. There she goes. Oh, my word. She just kept on rambling on, rambling on. And then, thank goodness, the host cut her off. And I was like, okay, Angela, we actually need to start right now. And I was like, thank God. I mean, jeez. It didn't take her like five or ten minutes. It took her less than that. Less than a minute, she was already rambling on about Michael. Hey, Allah, mama, no, man, she's, she's toxic. She's toxic. She's very, very toxic. So anyway, when it was eventually about them, Michael saw the footage of Angela's examination with Dr. Michael from Ghana. Remember when she was like very flirtatious with the doctor? <laughs> when he was touching her boobs and all those stuff? For a medical examination. Angela Yena was very excited. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was revealed. She saw the doctor outside of the hospital. She even went to his party. And at some point. He drove her home. And you could see that Angela was very very shocked. That the show knew all this information. Mike, on the other hand, was surprised. And then Angela tried to explain herself. She, you know, as usual, she started yelling at Mike. And I was like, okay, Angela is guilty. Because, look, knowing Angela as viewers and followers of 90 Day Fiancé, you know for a fact, Uguba, had the roles changed and it was Michael who went to see a very good-looking young doctor from Nigeria who examined him all over his body for medical purposes. And then later, Michael went to her party. And at her party, then Michael took the doctor home to her place, whatever. Angela would have flipped. It would have been World War Four, not even three. 
it would have been World War Four. I am telling you. We have a, I am telling you. And now since Angela is guilty, this is what she did. She started yelling and shouting and screaming at Michael and his aunt. It was just the Angela show after that. Yeah, she went on and on and on because she, 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 she was caught. She really was caught. And you know how people like Angela, when they get caught, they, they go on and on and on. So she, she just went on and on. She even flashed her new boobs at Michael's aunt. Hey, she went on because she was guilty. She was yelling, shouting, screaming because she was guilty. She was in the wrong. That's why she was doing all of that. I am telling you. And she was taking it out on everyone except herself. She was the one in the wrong. If you are wrong, take your L. Take the blame. Apologize. And assure your partner, but she didn't because in their relationship, Michael is the one in the wrong all the damn time. She is very toxic, la mom. Okay? She is very, very toxic. Even though I said previously that Michael is a scammer, is a con artist, he's, he's just after the green card, even though I said that, Angela, on the other hand, is very, very toxic. Okay? I stand on my opinion that Angela is a very toxic person and Mike is a con man, a scammer. He's after the green card. I stand by that. Inyan Maitet. That's how things are from my point of view. All hail for the Lord Commander of Complaints. No, the North Africans, they are always bullying everybody. Always. They bully referees, they bully everybody. They don't want to lose. They are going to lose tonight. We beat them fair and square. Do we want to justify how many times Kerchis win with the, with the referee's mistake? The Baroka player disrespected Madisha, which was not good. And most especially is the players who are on the bench who are sitting there. They're disrespecting somebody who's playing whilst they are sitting in the cold there in the stands. So, what are you being so emoting about? This Wi-Fi is giving me too much bullshit. I have to pizza musimon about my internet service provider this week, bruh. Uh, oh. oh, man. Okay. So, the internet service provider that I use is called Too Much Wi-Fi. It's basically a Wi-Fi internet service provider. And they mostly do business in the townships. So, there's, there's quite a number of them. But I use... The one called Too Much Wi-Fi. Or I have been using the one called Too Much Wi-Fi. So we installed it two years ago, around 2019. And let me tell you something. It has been a hassle ever since it got installed. First of all, the lack of communication and the slow pace at which the actual installation happened was the first red flag but i ignored it now after it eventually got installed started using it okay fine the speeds are good we're looking at 5 megabits per second download and 5 megabits per second upload which is great this is perfect right so yeah i start using it start using it start using it and during that time on a weekly basis, I was uploading files that are at least two gigabytes large. And 
the first two to three weeks, things were great. And then problems started to happen. This one time, and this happened for a week, I had internet speeds of less than one megabits per second. And I had to upload another two gigabytes file. And I remember that day very well. It took seven hours to upload that file because of the slow internet service. And I complained to these people and I told them, this is what's going on. And then, yeah, they tried to fix it remotely. And like in a couple of hours, it got fixed. Now, this is what's been happening for the past two years. It would work very well for two and a half weeks to three weeks. And then it would revert back to very slow internet speeds. I am talking of less than one megabits per second. Now, what the hell am I going to do with one megabits per second download and upload? What the hell am I going to do with that? And then the usual back and forth. Now, this is what they, they usually do. And I, I, I got used to it because I now know what the procedure is once I get very slow internet service. So they would tell me to unplug the device for like 10 to sometimes 15 minutes so that they can reboot it from their side remotely and then uh, plug it back on again, sharp, and then hopefully it's going to work well after that. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't work. But this was a constant thing. Almost every flipping month, I had to complain about the slow internet service. And it would happen, Jay, out of the blue. I would be flipping surfing the web or watching a video or I am downloading a file or I am uploading a file and then just out of the blue it would disconnect Jalonji it would just disconnect and then it connects back again Jalonjal all the time connect disconnect connect disconnect and then it would eventually connect it actually changes the IP address and it stays on the IP address that gives me very slow internet. And these guys will tell me, no man, it's the uplink of your, of your device there at home. So what happens is that as it is disconnecting and connecting again, it's actually searching for an uplink that's going to give you internet. But I'm like, that uplink is the one that usually gives me very slow internet. Like, Dukalela Lendo, because it used to happen at least every flipping month. Every month. Imagine every month, especially if you are a heavy internet user like myself. Having to do this every flipping month would frustrate you and it would just piss you off. For two years, two years, two years, every flipping month. And their tech guys would come to our home to check out the device and try to fix it. And then, yeah, it gets fixed. It would give me internet speeds of over 5 megabits per second, download and upload. Sometimes it would go even up to like 9 or 10, which was great for me because I needed those kinds of speeds. But now I have reached the tipping point. Like I am done with too much Wi-Fi because 
It has been giving me too much bullshit for two years. I am done. In the past two weeks, it has been giving me very slow internet speeds, less than one megabits per second for two weeks. That's when I decided, you know what? I am done with this poor service provider called too much Wi-Fi. I am done with it. I no longer use it. Right now, I have gone back to using my telecom router. And ever since I started using my telecom router again, it hasn't given me any problems. None whatsoever. Whenever I use it, it works well. It doesn't give me any problems. And it makes me work efficiently. It really does. As for too much Wi-Fi, I'm done. I'm no longer using it. I signed out. I uninstalled their app on my phone. Like I am done. I am done with it. And I just feel sorry for people who actually want to install this too much Wi-Fi poor service into their homes. They've got absolutely no idea of the kind of poor service they are going to face. I'm talking about from the outset. You're going to get poor service. And yeah, it has impacted my, my, my business, which is my podcast. Because amongst other things, I use the internet to market my podcast, like every day to market my podcast on my social media platforms. You, you get me. So if I have a very unreliable internet service provider, then it's going to impact my business. So yeah, that's what I am Pizzo Musimoning about this week. Too much Wi-Fi has been giving me too much bullshit. And with that, I am done. Episode 22 of the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'll be back next week for episode 23. Remember, whatever you do, do not lose the child in you.